When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. And you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 6.30 Chad. Okay, good to have you tuning in tonight. I uh, got the latest score here. This game just ended a few minutes ago at Ice Palace at West Edmonton Mall. Team Brick Alberta now 2-0 and at the tournament. A 2-0 win over Team Pennsylvania tonight. From Team Alberta, I welcome a couple of folks to the show. First of all, head coach Jason Nicoletts. Jason, how are you doing? Good, how are you? I'm doing very well. And uh, also a player from the team, Cohen St. Louis. Cohen, how are you? I'm great, thanks. All right, Cohen, what position do you play? I play right D, but I also sometimes might play left Okay, you play, well, both defensive slots. That's good. That's important to be versatile. Uh, Cohen, I'll start with you. I understand this was a pretty exciting game tonight against Team Pennsylvania. What happened in the end there? Uh, Well, it was 0-0 in the first two periods, and at the end, we just... uh, my friend Carter White, he just shot it on net and got the rebound. That's how we got our first goal, and our next goal was an empty net by the same guy. Okay, uh, and both like in the last three minutes of the game, right? So pretty dramatic? Yeah, it was pretty dramatic. Okay, Jason, tell me a little bit about getting off to a good start in this tournament. You guys are 2-0. and I know it's still some tough games ahead, but, uh, uh, you know, four points under your belt so far. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's huge. It's such a, it's just a tight tournament. And start off with two wins is key. kind of puts us in a good spot with four games to go. But ultimately, you want to get on a roll early. The emotions of the arena, uh, obviously the fans, and, the, and just the environment itself is tough. So to come out with two wins with these young guys is, is a great start for the group. Yeah. Now, Jason, did you coach last week as well, or was there a different coach for Team Brick? Actually, our head coach is Umberto Fiorello. I'm the general manager, so we we kind of oh, run the program okay. together. Uh, but yeah. yeah, we have the same we have the same staff for both tournaments. Okay, yeah. Well, I know I'm Umberto, and I knew he was involved, but I wasn't sure if you guys uh, split it up. So we got you as the GM. Thanks for correcting me. All right. So it, 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 tell me about the process of putting the teams together because we had Andy Wigston on last night and of course with COVID things got mixed around so the 2011 kids played last week the 2012 borns played this year tell me about having to assemble two teams for for this summer well it's been a challenge for sure I mean the 2011 process was supposed to start in uh, December of 21 which was which was obviously postponed so we had an opportunity to run our kind of top 120 camp in July of last summer uh we identified the top 50 and then kind of had to push it out until march of this year so it was quite the process to pick the 11. fortunately for the 12s uh, we went through a traditional process and skated in in december with the, the bigger group of 120 and then whittled that down to 50 and we skated in march and selected the team okay now cohen where are you from i'm from energy alberta 
you're from Airdrie. Uh, tell us what you had to go through to get picked on the team. Uh, well, uh, the two trouts, the first trout, I thought I had a, a really good trout. And actually both trouts, I thought I had a good trout. Um, and it was just, it was, it was almost like, it was, it's kind of hard to explain how it was. It was. Was it, were you nervous? I was a little nervous. I was a little nervous. And what's it like playing games in a big mall? It's it's actually so it's really fun too. It's kind of it's so loud in there. It's really fun. When stressful almost when you first get on the ice, it's stressful. After like the first few games, it's kind of stressful. But the last couple of games, we don't get that stressful. Cohen, you must have done a hundred interviews before. You're very good. Thank you. Okay. Uh, Jason, tell me what's next for you guys. Uh, you got, was it one game tomorrow and then you got your doubleheader on, is it Thursday? Yeah, we got Boston tomorrow morning at 9-10, which obviously getting that third one would really put us in a good spot. Um, and then two on Thursday, one on Friday. Okay, and is it the top three in each pool make the playoffs? The top three in each pool, so it's a grind. You got 14 teams and only six go to Saturday. Okay, and uh, Cohen, what what have you been doing besides playing in this tournament? Do you check out the mall or your mom and dad here? What's going on? Well, after a game, uh, sometimes we have uh, dinner in the mall, and before our games, I usually watch the other teams before us, and or I just go to my hotel, get here, get all the stuff I need to do, and then just go on the ice. Cohen, who are some NHL players that you admire? Uh, Braden Point's one of my favorite players. He played here. Uh, I like Kale McCarr. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what team he played for or if he played in the Brick, but um, he's one of my favorite players, and I really like him. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, he's pretty good. Uh, we were talking about him earlier on the show. Okay, guys, I, I know the game just ended not too long ago. So thanks for uh, hopping on. Jason, I, I always appreciate talking to you. Give my best to Umberto and Cohen. All the best to you and your teammates the rest of the way, okay? Thanks. Appreciate it, Have a good day. Right on. Bye-bye. Jason, Jason Nicolette's uh, GM, Team Brick Alberta, and Cohen uh, St. Louis defenseman from Team Brick Alberta. They win tonight 2-0. Uh, Cohen got an assist on the empty netter that put it away, so they are 2-0 at the tournament. And, and uh, thanks to Andy Wakeston for setting them up just shortly after the game ended. That was fun. They're doing well. That's an awesome tournament. If you're uh, in West Ed, you've probably seen it already. If uh, you're going to West Ed, stop and watch and uh, check them out a little bit. It's a 9-10 tomorrow. Bit of an earlier one for Team Brick Alberta against the Boston Junior Bruins, but the games go on all day uh was it close to 300 players who've participated another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app find a location near you at bank of slash talk to us what would you like the power to do Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. And that tournament have wound up making the NHL over the years, which is a lot of fun. Speaking of fun, we got Mooner up next on Inside Sports. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader. 630 Chance. Tonight like it's our last night. A Tuesday party. 
tonight. Talked a little bit about the Oilers, a little bit about the NHL draft. Talked about uh, the Elks. We had punter Matt Mangle on the show. We just talked about Team Brick Alberta. Who knows what we'll get into with my good friend, play-by-play voice for the Oilers on 630 Shed and the Oilers Radio Network, along with Jack Michaels. It is Cam Moon checking in tonight. Mooner, what's going on? Well, you've had a fabulous show so far, Reed. Like, the guests, the guest list has been amazing until now. So now the whole thing just oh, no. jams up. Well, you're a very supportive and positive man, which I, uh, which I appreciate. I have not seen you for a while, obviously. What have you been up to? You've been watching a lot of baseball, watching Elks. What's going on? Yes, I, I've been watching the Elks games, and I'm looking forward to going to the game on Thursday. Uh, I've been to multiple Edmonton Riverhawk games, which I've enjoyed immensely. They're doing incredible work down there. And if you haven't checked it out yet, by all means, please do. Uh, they do. It's great baseball. It's a, a wonderful stadium and a lot of fun. Uh, I've been to a few Sylvan Lake Gulls games. They also do a very good job. That's a, a new stadium in Sylvan Lake, just its second year of being open, but the first year where everything is, is available to them, it was only um, partially open last summer, but this summer it's completely open. So I've been to some games there. I even watched um, uh, the uh, baseball Alberta elite league for the 18 U's. I even saw that a game in that league uh, last weekend with the Edmonton Padres and the, the Red Deer Braves. So yeah, you know, it's been, uh, it's been a lot of sports. Looking forward is, to this Elks game, though. As am I. Uh, the Riverhawks, by the way, playing on the road against the Bellingham Bells tonight. I love the names in this yeah. West Coast League. Uh, bottom of the first, the Bells have rung the bell to jump out to a one nothing. I assume whenever they score a run, they ring a bell in the stadium. If not, the promotions person needs to be fired. Yeah, they're, they're, they're losing out on an opportunity for sure. Uh, oddest... Western Hockey League promotion you experienced in all your years in the league? Uh, well, there was one. <laughs> there was oh. one where they were <laughs> they were giving out these. Uh, it was like canned goods, right? I can't remember what it was, but the idea was, <laughs> was to let them go from the, from the rafters with like parachutes, right? So they would like parachute down into the stands except the the parachutes didn't really open very well and they just went hurtling down and just hammering on seats and yeah that one didn't go very good that was not i don't want to i don't want to say where that happened we'll just say not red deer no 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 no. not red you had never told me that before so yeah they're like dropping like big cans of soup and stuff out of the rafters, which in a Western Hockey League rink would not be nearly as high as an NHL rink for most of them. Well, it depends. It depends. Oh, okay. Well, you're narrowing <laughs> it down intensely, uh, perhaps. Okay. <laughs> so it was like, that's dangerous. That, that, well, yeah, that's why they somebody. stopped. <laughs> <laughs> like at Rogers Place, don't they parachute down the pizza boxes? But I don't think there's actual sure. pizza in them. No, no, those are empty. That's right. It's safe. You see, they've learned. But, I mean, it wasn't in Edmonton. But, yeah, I mean. (laughs) Oh, it's raining. That ties into this show. It's raining canned hams. Except we do it in a more positive and safe way. Yeah, you don't have to wear a helmet to 
<laughs> to get your canned ham. But no. We deliver your canned ham. You can wear a helmet, but you don't have to. Uh, no, but you don't have exactly. You don't have. To. It's your choice. It's your choice. <laughs> oh, that's that's beautiful. Well, perhaps uh, the next time we meet in person, you can give me the exact location of that story, or maybe I'll have to wait till the the Mooner memoirs, which will someday be published. Yeah, yeah. yeah, those aren't coming out. Read. <laughs> <laughs> Like you keep those under lock and key. Well, okay. <laughs> what did you uh, What did you make of the like? We we were texting during the game on Friday. What like what What was your reaction to the fumble return by the Elks after the Mango punt? Oh. By the way, we had him on the show. Yeah, I, he was a great guest too, and he did wonderful work uh, in that game against Hamilton for sure. And, and you're right, he had him pinned there. I was absolutely stunned like I was just hoping they could get a two and out and get the ball back and give themselves at least an opportunity and and to see that ball hit the ground and and run it back for a touchdown I thought was it was amazing and when you when you work hard and you do a lot of things right it's funny how you get rewarded because I thought the Elks did a lot of things uh, right in that game whether it was defensively uh, offensively or special teams and it's been a I think it's been a good progression from where they were at the start I mean they got throttled early uh, you know against BC and NBC's got a really good team but still it's incredibly humbling I'm sure and then now they week by week you can see the improvement which is great uh, Trey Ford was I thought when he was in trouble he was able to run himself out of trouble and uh, looked more comfortable as the game went on. Lots. Of, I thought there was a lot of positives out of that game, and they got rewarded with a win. Sure, Hamilton worked incredibly hard to lose the game. Don't get me wrong. I'm trying to look that look at it as objectively as possible. But they they did work hard at at handing it over to Edmonton. But you got to put yourself in that position to at least have that opportunity from the Elks' point of view, and they did. And and I look forward to seeing what they do against the Stampeders. Because I thought that game in Calgary, they pushed, they pressed, Calgary went out and got it. Bo Levi Mitchell played really well, and they absolutely deserved the win. But Edmonton hung around, and I thought they pushed them, and I'd love to see them take that next step on Thursday. Yeah, I, I three close games that were all there to yeah. win. They finally they finally won the one, and I'm not saying you're going to win every close game, but you got to win them more often than not if uh, you're going to make a run here in the CFL. Okay, Mooner, the draft uh, starts on Thursday. Yeah. I, now I'm curious. You you work for the Red Deer Rebels. What what is the team, the junior team's invo- involvement? For a, for a player who's now getting ready to be picked, especially if he's a player who knows he's going to get picked. I mean, if he, if he, if he knows he's probably going to go in the first three rounds, you're probably going to get picked uh, somewhere. Like, does the team kind of back away at this point? Is there still some prep or uh, mentorship involved? What's going on? Not really. Like, at this point, yeah, you're there for any kind of support that the player needs, but really this is now in the hands of the player, his agent, and his family and and then once the draft happens and he goes wherever he goes if he goes then you're there to you know that's awesome great wonderful if he's a player that's just finishing a 17 year old year unless he's a you know top 10 pick he's likely coming back to you for his 18 year old year and quite likely back for his 19 year old year and then probably going to play pro at 20. 
if it's a player that's 19, and this doesn't happen as much, but it does happen, uh, where a player has either been drafted and then not signed or hasn't been drafted but has developed later and then gets picked as a 19-year-old, now it's the team that drafts them doesn't have to sign them right away, but they could sign them and put them in the American League to play as a 20, but they might send them back to to the junior team just to buy themselves another year, just to you know make sure that this is a player they want to sign. So now the team's a little bit in limbo until training camp gets going. And whether the even if the player signs, I mean, it's still possible they could send him back. But if he signs a contract, the chances that a twenty comes back are, are usually pretty slim, unless they're a goalie. Then it seems to happen a little more often. But yeah, it's it's really in the hands of the player and his family uh, on draft day. Okay, uh, interesting stuff for sure. Uh, the Oil Kings, I mean, they are tons of guys already drafted. I guess their opponent in the final. Uh, Kevin Korchinski probably going to go in the first half of the first. And yeah. Schaefer, the Spruce Grove kid, he's probably going to get picked at some point. I would think, I would think he'd go in the first round. Uh, he's a, a good power forward, big kid, uh, takes it to the net hard. I got to watch him in the WHL final. I liked him a lot. Korchinski is a real mobile defenseman. Still has to fill out. He's about six two, six three guy, but uh, he's a little, uh, a little lighter right now. But uh, great offensive instincts and the ability to to jump up into the plays, you know, amazing. So yeah, Seattle's got a bunch of players. That Seattle team, I'll, t- I'll tell you right now, I'll read that they are going to be a real solid team in the WHL this upcoming season because a lot of their best players are still eligible to to come back. So they are going to be a real handful next season. But yeah, Schaefer is. Uh, I don't know if he'll be available when the Oilers pick. I think he might be gone by that point. But if he was around, uh, that wouldn't be a bad selection at all. Yeah, uh, I enjoyed watching him in that uh, WHL final as yeah. uh, as well. So it's interesting looking at all the the mock drafts because I've you know I've seen Schaefer a, a little higher and then some uh, a little lower. I, I mentioned uh, Sam Cosentino was on the show earlier. He has uh, Matthias Havlid, uh, a defenseman who's who's not a big guy but has some offensive potential, going to the Oilers at 29th. And again, there's the big if if the Oilers pick at 29th. And I do think it's a big if because they don't have picks in round two, three, and four. So can you reclaim yeah. some of those picks by trading the number 29? Yeah, no, that, and I would think they would would look at any and all those options. Uh, leading up to the draft and certainly on draft day if if there was a team that wanted to get themselves into the lower part of the first round and uh, part with a a second and a third or something like that so that the Oilers had had more picks. You could absolutely see that happening for sure. And and I I, I did... uh, you know, I did hear Tyler Wright, uh, you know, speaking on, on uh, Oilers now earlier this week, saying that there's a lot of value later in this draft. So that might absolutely uh, fall into their lap that way. Yeah, well, and that's the interesting thing. And I, we we heard this, we we heard it throughout the season, Mooner, because when there were trades in revolving draft picks, there were a lot of 2023 picks being moved for you know over a year ahead of time because the 2023 draft is considered a, a deeper draft a better draft so yeah right this might be a year where a team says 
like the orders if we're, we're if we're 29th we might as well be 42nd or wherever you're going to move or if you're 50th you may as well be 70th because there might not be a big difference in the type of player so there could be a lot of internal movement within this draft in terms of spots being swapped yeah you by the sounds of things this draft you're you're just as liable to get a a player in the in the fourth round as they are in the second you know it's right there's so many factors when you're when you're picking players coming out of their 17 year old year or if they're a late birthday out of their 18 year old year there's so many factors and so many things that can change in the next two to three years after that that uh, you know unless they're a absolute blue chip prospect that it's difficult it's incredibly difficult to predict where they're going to be at 22 23 24 and when you have a whole pile of players in one draft that are all fairly interchangeable then yeah if you had a few more picks lower down it's probably not a big deal mooner thanks for hopping on always a pleasure i'll probably see you in or around commonwealth on thursday night okay i'll be there i'll be making lots of noise that is Cam Moon, and of course, our Elks broadcast on Thursday, 5.30 for the countdown to kickoff game at 7 as they host the Stampeders. Bob Stoffer has orders now from noon to 2 tomorrow. I'll have another edition of Inside Sports from 6 to 8. Big thanks to Dave Campbell, the producer of the show, your studio producers this evening, Derek Scott and Kellen Kennedy. My name's Reed. Thanks for listening. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.